Welcome back to Social Soul Podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Jess. Today's episode going to be a little bit random with some random topics and questions that we have for each other, but I wanted to start out just giving people a little bit of an Arizona update. No, I'm um, on the edge. Like- <laughs> it's, nothing, it's nothing crucial, but I just – I was going to share it with Haley, so I was like, might as well share it with our listeners. Um, yesterday morning – was it yesterday morning or the day before? I don't remember. Anyways, one of these days, I woke up and found two scorpions in my house and just right outside my bedroom door. Just oh, chilling. my God. Yeah. It's and like, I don't it's know like the, the spider saga. Yeah, exactly. We used to – okay. At this point, I'm kind of like maybe I regret saying I would prefer scorpions over spiders because – At this point, I've seen more scorpions than I've seen spiders in a house in Washington. I'm like, this is nuts. (laughs) Yikes. (sighs) What'd you do when you found them? Um, I did not do anything. Stephen (laughs) took a kitchen knife to it and like slashed it in half. What? Scorpion slayer. Slayer. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, like, trying to, like, sting the knife while he was, like, cutting it or, like, stabbing it. It was, like, his little tail was, like, stinging at the knife. It was pretty fucking wild. But That is so crazy. So I've also – I'm also very concerned that the ones that I'm finding are actually babies <laughs> and that there's actually bigger ones out there. Because I, you know how like TikTok, when anything's happening in your life, it decides to show you all the TikToks related to that thing happening in your life. So now (laughs) I've been seeing a lot of scorpion TikToks and I saw this one scorpion TikTok of a, you know, when you think of a scorpion, you think of the black scorpions, like the bigger, like dark colored scorpions that were like in movies and shit. Yeah. So I saw a video of one of those. And it was holding all of its babies on its back, and the babies looked exactly like the ones I find in my house. And so now I'm just real fucked up from all of this. This is definitely terrifying. I'm like, I don't know, like crawling in my skin. <laughs> and so the ones that we find are probably like, I don't know, an inch and a half big. And the one on TikTok, the black one, was like, carrying about I don't know 40 of those on its back whoa so huge that must be pretty fucking big yeah anyways if anybody's more knowledgeable in Arizona scorpions you can dm me about it because I'm terrified yeah wow um I can't believe that Steven like slashed it in half that would admit it made a crazy TikTok video. <laughs> I know. So I don't even have time to like look at it or even understand what's going on before he slays these things. He's very quick about it. It was actually really funny because he was the one that spotted it and he like froze and there was I was in the room and so was my our roommate and his uh fiance. So there was four of us at home when it happened. He spotted it and he was like somebody get me a knife. There's a scorpion. And literally none of us reacted because we were all in shock and we were all just standing there staring at him and he just like 
had to go get the knife himself because literally none of us responded. You're like, what are you going to do with the knife? We were all like, we don't know how to properly handle this situation. What are you asking of us? We're all just like stunned that there's a scorpion in the house. Oh my God. So he literally like froze, asked us for the knife. Nobody got on the knife. So he went and got the knife and then he killed it. And we were still all just like standing there like, what the fuck is happening? Wow. He doesn't fuck around. Yeah. So good for him. That's, yeah. I I would not even get close enough to like like knife distance away from that thing, you know? No, and I'm talking like one of like the steak knives out of a knife block. Like not mm-hmm. that big. Like not yeah. a big butcher knife. Like just a little tiny steak steak knife, which is, you know, only how long. Anyways, it was terrifying. And now wow. we're we have like one of those black lights that you can see the scorpions with. So now every night before we go to bed, we're black lighting the house again. Yeah, that's a good idea. But I don't know where the fuck they're coming from. So well, hopefully he slayed the only two in the house, and no more will come. For now, yeah, for now. But we did get the house sprayed on the outside for scorpions so that they wouldn't come in, and we did that what like a month and a half ago, and somehow they still got in. So clearly, there's an issue here. Unless they were, like, already in. Oh, God. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Also, my parents' neighbors just found a rattlesnake, a, like, three-foot rattlesnake in their backyard. Yeah. I mean, so, that doesn't surprise me. I feel like I would expect a lot of snakes to be in Arizona, but that's terrifying. Yeah. I'm pretty, like, high anxiety here. No, like I won't wear – I have to wear shoes in my house. I won't not wear shoes in the house now. But <laughs> you know what? So Stephen and I have been looking at apartments to move out. Um, and the other day he randomly was like, you know, maybe we should wait until August to move out because we're both going to be like gone a lot for summer, um, which is true. And so we there's like a whole month where we're barely going to be home in July. And – um I was like, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense, but I also really, really, really want my own place because I haven't had my own fucking place since 2018, and I'm just really dying for it. And then we found the two scorpions, and I was like, this is 100% great ammunition for me to convince you to get the fuck out of this house because this shit would not happen on the fourth story of an apartment complex. Yeah. We wouldn't even have to worry about this. Yeah. So. I mean, I I hope you wouldn't. I'd be curious if people on the fourth floor of apartments are worrying about these things. Yeah, I would assume not. But I guess then, again, I don't really know. I have no idea how shit works out here. It's terrifying. Like, can they scale buildings? (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, that's TikTok will tell us in the near future. Seriously. That's my quick update for you guys. Damn. Okay. Well, let's get into the episode. We both... I have like three kind of topic conversation starters that I want to talk about. Um, How many do you have? I have three. Okay. Do you want to go first? No, I'll let you start. Um, Well, one thing I wanted to talk about was just challenges as content creators. And I feel like we're both in this weird season of content creation where we're kind of coming out of like creating niche content to just being ourselves more on social media and I do feel like it's 
a weird place to be in. And I'd say it's one of the biggest struggles I've had with content creation is like being in this phase. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk about that and see if you feel like right now is the biggest struggle for you or if you've had bigger struggles with social media in the past. Um, I don't know if I can say it's like the biggest struggle I've had. I definitely go through phases of struggles with social media. So like comparing it to a past struggle, I don't know if I can really do that off the top of my head, but I guess you asking that makes me want to ask you a question Um, because for me, I feel like, yes, I'm very much in the phase where I'm like, I used to be totally niched down on social media, only talk about chronic illness, and now I'm like, I just want to post whatever the fuck I want to post whenever I want to post it, and I don't want to get hate for it. But I personally feel like that might be the way that a lot of influencers and like people on social media are feeling right now. I don't feel like we are even close to alone in like Instagram influencing, as they call it, transitioning out of this like super niche specific to more of that like lifestyle type where it's always been there like there's mm-hmm. always been lifestyle influencers that just post whatever but then I feel like there was this huge wave of posting only about your niche and now I feel like I see less of that I see a lot more people who I follow that post about chronic illness but they're also now posting about other aspects of their life and they're like hey, if you don't want to follow me anymore, that's fine. Like, I don't know. Do you feel like you see that a lot more with other people too? I feel like I do see it in some spaces, but then I don't see it in other spaces. Like I see some people that seem to be really like rocking and thriving with a specific like niche and like posting consistent content. Um, But maybe it just doesn't come across that way to me like maybe I'm just not analyzing other people's social media as much as I'm analyzing my own I guess so I'd say I yeah I think it's probably a little bit more common but I can't say if I like am seeing it more now you know Mm -hmm. what I mean yeah I don't know I'm definitely just I don't know if I will ever 100% I can't confidently say that I will go back to niche posting Yeah. I kind of, (laughs) yeah, I feel like I'm so more so looking at my social media as like all encompassing of my life. And then I feel like there are certain niches within that. So like not drinking is one of those. And it's one Mm -hmm. aspect of my life I can share. It's one thing I can talk about, but there's so many other things. And I don't know, for a while, it's like I was just focused on alcohol-free living or like fitness and things like that. So It feels a little bit more freeing to like just be myself, but I also feel like it feels like a little more pressure to create consistent content because I'm like, I don't even know what I should be posting some days. So then I feel like I have to post to stay like relevant or top of mind or be helpful. Um, So it's just kind of this weird like push and pull I feel like I'm in with social media right now, but I ultimately I feel like happy with the direction I'm headed. I don't know, but also I feel like I went from being like full-time content creator to like just part-time content creator, and now I'm like doing other things, so that's been a whole challenge in itself is like not having the time or the energy and then doing social media for like the plant shop and just, yeah, I feel like that too. 
I think it also makes a difference when like now our like career focus isn't necessarily in what we're posting on Instagram about mm-hmm. whereas it was for both of us for like a second you mm-hmm. know like I was working on the health coaching and trying to go down that route while also posting about chronic illness that made it a lot easier because the two main large things that I was doing in life were the same mm-hmm. same with you when you were doing the alcohol coaching and stuff like that made it a lot easier to post about that because it was a bigger like thing in your life at the moment where now you have the plant shop too and you're like these are two entirely different things but I want to post about both of them you know yeah that makes it makes it difficult yeah and I feel like it feels weird coming off of like past things that I've shared and past niches that I've had on social media because you feel like are people gonna like this are people gonna unfollow me you know you really kind of figure out the people that are really there because they care about like who you are in your Mm -hmm. life in general so yeah yeah I will say I've probably definitely lost a lot of followers over the last year of my life with not (laughs) posting the same way that I used to post I wouldn't okay I wouldn't say necessarily like lost a lot of followers but I'm definitely not growing at the same capacity as I was because I'm not niched it down Mm-hmm. Um, so people don't really know what to expect from me now on my social media, but I also just really secretly love that they don't know what to expect from me. And that honestly makes me kind of happy because I feel like now when I post, I'm like, haha, hi bitches, I'm back. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. I'm here to talk about a coffee shop, even though you don't give a fuck about coffee shops. <laughs> Welcome to my page. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. I don't know. I just feel like I I was worried about it for a long while, but I feel like my current state of mind is more so just like my Instagram is my Instagram. This is my personal page to document whatever I want to document. Like I just think like 10 years from now when I look back at my Instagram, what do I want it to like tell me? Not what do I want it to tell other people. Yeah, like it should be catered to what do I want it to look like? And I feel like I want it to be a diary of my life. That's what I want it to be. And I don't want it to be anymore, at least I used to, but like I don't want it to be entirely chronic illness because in 10 years, if I look back at that, I'm going to be like, this is fucking depressing (laughs) because this is the only thing I have to like look back at and remember. Yeah. Like there's nowhere else, at least for me, that I – document anything in my life you know what I mean I don't keep like a diary outside of my Instagram page so Mm -hmm. like I don't store photo albums anywhere like people used to do back in the day it really is my only place to like go back and look later on in life and yeah I just want to be able to look through it and be like that's the phase of life I was in then that's the phase of life I was in then don't get me wrong some of it's still gonna be cringy as fuck I'm sure 10 years from now when I look back at it just like my Facebook memories are sometimes but like that's just life you grow and evolve yeah well and I think that there can be a balance within it too you know we both have spent so much time creating resources and sharing tips on our social media that that stuff like lives there. Like it's not that people can't see it or can't find it. And I think that that's kind of one of the cool things is I 
like find people coming across old posts of mine all the time or still engaging with my old resources and content, but then they get to see what phase of life I'm in now. So it's not like all of that time I spent was wasted or unhelpful. It's almost helping me even grow more so now, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. Let's move on. Okay. Do you want me to go? Yeah. Okay, so something I wanted to ask you, mainly because I desperately need help with it right now. (laughs) Um, What is your number one tip for people who work from home? If you have a number one thing that you can think of. I know that's putting you on the spot, but. Um, Just like number one tip in general or like tip for like productivity or tip for. Just in general is fine or whatever, whatever you think is the best to share. I don't know if I can give you a little bit of background on why I'm asking for this. Yeah, tell me that. (laughs) Okay. So obviously I am fully remote now from my house here in Arizona and it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I love not having to commute or like put on an actual work outfit and, you know, do any of that shit. But I feel like I struggle now with like by the end of my day feeling like all I did was work and like there's nothing else in my life right now like I'm not going anywhere I'm not like talking to my coworkers about things or like having those like human interactions like yeah I do phone calls with my coworkers every now and then when I have a question but like I'm just not getting like that relief from like the work that I used to when I was like out in the world you know what I mean like and then Steven gets home from work And he's had those interactions with other people all day. So he's not in the same place to where, like, he needs that human interaction where I'm like, oh, fucking thank God you're home. Like, (laughs) I've been so fucking bored and lonely. And then I just want to, like, talk his ear off. But he's, like, still in work mode because he didn't even really work as much as I did because I was, like, on straight just working, talking to no one kind of thing. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like I'm just slightly going insane here with like – so not so much productivity because I feel like I'm doing fine with like getting my shit done, but more so like how do you stay sane? What are things that you can do from home or while working from home to like, I don't know, break up your day or like make sure you're taking care of yourself properly? Yeah. Okay. That helps a lot more (laughs) Um, because I totally get that feeling. Um, I think like breaking up my days has been helpful. Like maybe going to the grocery store in the middle of the day or running to get coffee um, and just having kind of those sort of normal human interactions just to like actually get out there and like do something. I think that that can be helpful. Um, And then I think working out at the end of your day, like I know you're doing your morning walks, like even if you did like an evening walk at the end of the day with Steven, where you maybe can talk his ear off and he can like talk to you about work too. uh, I think that like those evening walks together could be nice. So yeah, I think just finding other things you can do outside of working and splitting up your days with other kind of social interactions and things that you can find joy in. I mean, I like clean my house like during the day. So like even house, household chores um, can be a good way to break up your day too. 
Yeah, I've definitely thought about the like, hey, I should just like run and get a coffee so that it feels like I got out of the house and like did something and it like doesn't require like hours out of my day. But I also just have a hard time convincing myself to leave the house sometimes, (laughs) even though I really want to. Um, Right now where I'm located, I am like a good 20 minutes from like anything good. So that makes it obviously difficult. Like there's not like a cute coffee shop right around the corner. Eventually there will be when I live in an apartment in a better area. But I think that's also what's making it difficult is I'm like if I go somewhere, it's it's a good 40 minutes of driving time to get there and back to where I actually want to go. And I'm only going to be there for what, five minutes? Yeah. Getting a coffee. And then you're like, is it worth the time? (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, I think I just need to convince myself to get out and do it anyways, even if it's Even if it's like once a week or something like that, like maybe it's on the day where you have a slower morning, like a Monday morning or something like that, or a Friday morning, just like once a week could be good. Yeah. And one thing I am looking for in an apartment is an apartment that has like a um, like working space in like the clubhouse area so that I can like actually like get out of my apartment and go sit in an area where other people are and feel like I'm like getting out into society without like actually having to really leave. I feel like that would be really good for me. Mm-hmm. That would be like just enough of getting myself out without actually having to do like a lot of effort for it. Totally. I'm excited for you to find your apartment. Yeah, I'm excited too. Just yeah. hopefully he doesn't make me wait until August now. So <laughs> got it. April that August seems so far away I know I was set on June 1st so yeah yikes but he's a really good debater (laughs) and I'm not so I tend to lose these kind of arguments because you don't have like reasons you just know well because all of my reasons are emotional and all of his are logical so it's like clearly we know who wins but like, it's just yeah. not fair. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next topic that I have written down is um, drunk stories. Because oh, I think that this could be funny. Um, I know that we've shared like some drunk stories on the podcast, but I'm wondering if you have any like stories that stand out from like your partying, drinking days. And if you do, tell us. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um. To be honest, I'm not even entirely sure which ones we've already told, like, on, because we have so many episodes. Oh, God, this is so hard to think. (laughs) Um, Do you have one? Can you go first? Uh, Yeah, I do. (laughs) I feel like you talking about yours will spark my memory. Okay. So the memory I'm sharing is not one that I have with you, so I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast before, Um, but this was probably like two years into dating Dustin, maybe. Uh, I went to Lake Chelan with his like extended family on (laughs) a little trip. And we went to a bar called Senor Frogs. Literally like everybody, fucking everybody. We like pile into a car, get a ride to the bar. And I'm 
like newly 21. <laughs> so I don't even know like what alcohol to be ordering at the bar. So I'm fucking drinking Long Island iced teas. Oh dear. And then I think AMFs, which are like the blue adios motherfuckers. Um, and also I've heard horror stories from the senior frogs of like people getting drugged and stuff like that. So well, if anybody lives in Washington and has been to Chelan, for Chelan before, they definitely 100% know this bar and that it's not – if you go there, you black out. That's basically what happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is definitely what happens. <laughs> um, I just – like I was with Dustin and all of his family and obviously drinking a little bit too much, just trying to like let loose and have a good time and like dance with – people and Dustin was obviously like very annoyed that I was drunk well when we left the bar we were standing outside waiting for our ride to come get us I think and I had to puke so I literally went and stuck my head in a covered trash bin to like throw up like it literally turned my head sideways and like (laughs) tried to puke Um, and I don't remember this, obviously the only recollection I have of this is other people telling me the next day. And then also we were staying in a hotel room (laughs) with two other people. And so I like was sick all night, but I apparently I like got up out of bed and like walked to the bathroom, but like yanked something off of the other people's bed, like one of the sheets or something. like aggressively and then just was vomiting all night and then I remember waking up the next morning and just like obviously it's all black and I'm like what the fuck happened and then hearing the stories and then literally having to go to fucking the buffet breakfast with everybody in the morning and I'm like here I am this like shit show the night before but I have no clue what I did and then good morning guys like yeah so Dustin makes fun of me to this day about the trash can incident. I can just picture you doing that. Seriously, I can. That is so funny. Like I can just see you turning your head sideways and being like, this is this is the proper place to throw up, even though I'm wasted. I'm just gonna be really good to my community right now and throw up in the trash can. Even if that means I have to throw up sideways. Oh, my God. So that is gross. so funny. If you think about how disgusting that actually is. Too, yeah, like- it's very disgusting. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah. I would just puke on someone's shoes. I don't care. Yeah. I'd be like, this is where this is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So since you went with the puking story, I'll go with the puking story. Okay. Um... I don't know if I've told this one before, but it's definitely, I think it may have been New Year's. You will remember this story because you were there. Um, I think (laughs) it was the New Year's story that we might have told before when you lost your phone. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know if I told this part, so I'll tell it. Um, So we obviously got very, very wasted and came back to the house that we were staying at, which was our friend's house. And went to bed at least that's what I thought but apparently at some point during the night I had gotten up to take a shower because I had this like weird phase where I liked to take showers when I was really drunk it was it was a thing for a while like I was known to like just whoever's house I was at I was like I want to take a shower 
<laughs> um, so I decided to take a shower. But while I was in the shower, apparently I started puking. And so I like stopped the shower, I guess, got out, but didn't clean up my puke in the shower, like all over the shower and then went to bed. And so then the next morning, I remember I woke up and I walked into the bathroom to use the bathroom and there was puke all over the shower. And I was like, that is fucking disgusting. Like, oh my God, who would just puke all over the shower and like <laughs> not clean it up? And so I went to my friend and I was like, hey, someone puked all over your shower last night. And they were like, yeah, that was you. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you demanded to take a shower. And then you started puking in the shower. <laughs> they're like that 100% was you I don't think I was there for this one. Oh, it was the same house that we okay. went to on New Year's Eve so maybe it was a different because I remember you puking into like a trash bin by the bed yeah I don't remember that, that time. <laughs> <laughs> apparently there was some puking nights at that place but yeah I mean alcohol will do that too yeah <laughs> yeah so the shower thing though I do remember I went to Laguna Beach with some friends um, probably around the same period of my life and got really drunk and we were this in a hotel room. Like pre-21 too, I think. Yes. yes. Yeah. Pre-21 because that's why, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-21. So got really drunk at the hotel room and I wanted to take a shower and we were like, we had like people over in the hotel room cause we had like friends that lived in California and they like came over to hang out. So we're all like hanging out and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go take a shower. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, what? We're all like hanging out in this hotel room and you're just going to like go take a shower? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go take a shower. So I took a shower fully clothed. <laughs> fully clothed. And the reason I did it fully clothed, I actually remember this. I did it fully clothed because the friends that we had over were guys I went to high school with. And I was like worried because I was so drunk that they, they were going to like come into the bathroom. So I took a shower fully clothed. Well, apparently I was in there for a really, really long time because eventually they came in to check on me to make sure I was still alive. And I was just like sitting in the shower fully clothed. This just reminds me of those Taylor Swift TikToks. Like the <laughs> please don't be in love with someone else. That song where people are that sitting in the shower fully clothed. Like that was you when you were drunk. That was me. And I remember one of the guys was this guy that I like shortly had a thing with in high school and um I remember him like in the bathroom like being like are you okay like talking to me <laughs> and I was just like just not there and I was just like get the fuck away from me like I'm just doing my thing right now like I'm just taking a shower fully clothed I don't need you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's so funny uh... That's uh, so, so random. That is so random. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Okay. Do you have any other stories? No. Uh, no. I think okay. that'll do it. Enough for today. I'll share more later. <laughs> more to come. Stay tuned. Yes. Okay. What is your next? Okay. My next question is. So I. Actually, the reason I wanted to ask this is because I retook the uh, love language test recently Sorry. because I was curious if I had changed at all because I haven't taken it in like a lot of years. Um, physical touch was still my number one. So don't worry, guys. We're still on track. But 
the question I had for you, because they always say that your love language always shows up in the way that you show love to other people. However, this is not true for Steven, and I'm very confused about it. So I'll give you some backstory here before I ask you the question. Okay. The way that Steven shows love is acts of service, 100%. Like filling up my water bottle, like grabbing a blanket for me, like anything he sees that like I need done, he will do. And so I asked him the other day, I was like, you told me your love language like a long time ago. And I was like, do you remember like acts of service being like high for you? And he was like, no, why? And I was like, because you 100% always do that for me. And they always say that the way that you show love is probably your love language, right? Mm -hmm. Anyways, he's an outlier. His test acts of service was like barely anything. What is his? He's physical touch and words of affirmation. I believe were his top two um and mine was physical touch and then words of affirmation and quality time were tied and then neither of us life like gifts apparently because gifts were like (laughs) non-existent so at least we don't have to get each other gifts I guess that's cool (laughs) I forgot quality time was one of the love languages (laughs) but the question that I was gonna ask you is how do you like others to show you that they love you I think Acts of service, for sure. And then words of affirmation, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think quality time, though, too. Fuck. <laughs> Just all of them. <laughs> but you, you don't even have to describe it in love languages if you don't want to. Like, you can just think about it, like, generically. Like, what do I like from other people? Like, what have other people done for you that makes you feel loved? It doesn't have to be, like, a specific love language. Yeah. Well, I definitely think like acts of service, like buying flowers or like Dustin is really good about like surprising me with like gifts or tickets or like things like that. Um, So I love that. But then I love the quality time. Like I've actually been bothering Dustin because I'm like, I feel like we don't ever fucking go on dates. And I'm just like, you guys don't No, And it's starting to bother me. I'm but it's obviously like not his fault because I just feel like I get so wrapped up in the day-to-day and then I don't want to go do things on like Friday or Saturday nights. You know, you just kind of get into your routines and get a little lazy, but I'm starting to realize like, I think I need that. So yeah, um, that's important. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, Speaking of date nights, Steven and I did like make a pact when we first moved into each other that we would have like one date night a week for just us. Like, that doesn't involve a night out with friends. That doesn't involve, like, a night out with family or doing anything that, like, that's literally a night with just us two. It could be just staying in and, like, making dinner together or it could be, like, going out um, and doing something or whatnot. But I'm glad that we had that in place because Mm -hmm. you definitely do fall into a routine, um, especially living with each other. Where you feel like, oh, well, we're seeing each other all the time. So, like, that's quality time, isn't it? But it's like, no, that's not quality time. No. <laughs> like, you just – you don't want to fall into that just roommate pattern rather than actual, like, romantic partners. So, I think it's smart to keep that keep that little spark alive. I've also always wondered on, like, when you live together – if it would be valuable or not, if when you do have date nights, to drive separately. 
Yeah, I've heard that before, like meeting at I've like, always a thought location. that that would be kind of cute because it would make it feel more like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like I think it would avoid like the conversation on the drive there and the conversation on the drive back that like you can have that conversation just during the date night. Like I feel like sometimes when we drive places, we like talk about things and then we get there, we're like, what do we talk about now? Because we just talked about everything on the drive here. Yeah. And then on the way back, usually I'm like grumpy because I'm like bloated full of food if we went out to eat somewhere and then like, I don't know, I feel like an argument could happen because I'm like grumpy and just want to be home kind of thing. (laughs) I don't know. know. I've just heard of people doing that before and I'm like, I feel like I kind of want to try that. Yeah. Me and Dustin don't have two cars at this point unless he drives like the beat up truck, but. (laughs) Dustin has to take an Uber to date night. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like take the car and then like around the block and then come pick me up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, but how do I like others to show me that they love me? So I think I would have never thought acts of service, but now I get it like without asking for it. So now I feel like I really like it and would probably hate it if I didn't have that anymore. <laughs> so thanks to Steven for making that one a reality for me. Um, but I definitely – physical touch is 100% up there for me on like this is obviously romantic partners I don't require my friends to like touch me all the time (laughs) um (laughs) but I do like hugs from like friends like hugs from friends means a lot to me so in that sense that's physical touch and like I like that I would say words of affirmation for sure but not just like anything Like, I'm not a huge person on, like, compliments because I get awkward when people compliment me. But I do like when people tell me they're proud of me. That's, like, a specific compliment that, like, I really like Um, because life's hard. And, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you just get so, like, am I even doing life right? Like, what the fuck am I doing out here? Like, no one's giving me direction. I don't know. I'm just trying my best out here. Mm So when someone says, like, I'm proud of you or, like, I'm proud of that thing that you accomplished, I just feel like that compliment goes a long way for me. Um, I agree. So I like when people tell me they're proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) Quality time, I feel like everybody likes quality time, but at the same time, I don't feel like it's, like, a huge one for me just in the fact that, like, I am pretty good with a lot of time by myself. Yeah, and you've also been in a long-distance relationship up until this point. True, but when we were – when Steven and I were in the long-distance relationship, we did actually make sure that we did, like, FaceTime dates, um, like, set them up as if, like, we were, like, meeting somewhere. But in reality, we were just meeting on FaceTime. Like, it was, like, planned every week, um, which technically definitely is quality time. So, yeah, I don't know. You're like me, just all of them. Yeah, but but like I'm not a big gift person. Like I don't require people to like give me gifts. I mean, I would take a gift, but it's not like. (laughs) I mean, if you want to buy me a gift, I'll take. (laughs) But like, that's not like how I expect others to show that they love me. Like gifts don't equate to love for me. Whereas much as like saying something nice or giving me a hug or something like that so yeah well I feel like this kind of even leads into my next question that I had 
I just thought it would be fun to talk about like our first dates in the beginning of both of our relationships. Oh, um, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, so I definitely feel like it ties in. Oh, God, this is going to get juicy. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, no- nothing I'm about to say is going to be news to Stephen at all because I talk about our first dates often with him because I think that they're very – intriguing okay um so our first date so steven and i matched on hinge the dating app um so do you you probably remember this but like when i was online dating i would like really vet people on there and like make them talk to me for a little bit before actually going on a date 100 percent because i just don't have the same energy level as a lot of people so like i'm not gonna waste my time to go on a date with you if you actually suck so I like really trying to find that out first. Um, I did not do that with Steven like at all. So I didn't realize this until like a little bit into our relationship. But we matched on Hinge and I'm pretty sure like we went on our first date two days later. Um, we had like zero, like barely a conversation. Like literally he was like a short conversation. He was like, can I get your phone number? I accidentally gave him the wrong phone number, not intentionally. <laughs> he still gives me shit for this to this day. Did he text it? He texted it. It was a landline, so it's not like he got a person, but it literally bounced back and was like, this is not a textable number, and he was like, this chick just gave me a fake number. Like, what the fuck? So right then and there, I could have risked my entire relationship because – he could have just been like, this girl lied to me and never reached out to me again. And I probably wouldn't have noticed that I had given him the wrong number in like the messaging. But he messaged me and he was like, hey, the number you gave me was a landline. And he was <laughs> like, did you give me a fake number? And I was like, oh, shit. Like I literally had just like mistyped it. I was like, I am so sorry. So anyways, gave him my number. We texted for like a day and then he asked me out on a date and we went out on a date. So I did like zero background check on him. Don't know don't know why, don't know how he got through that easy, <laughs> but he did. So our first date, we went to Shelter Lounge in Green Lake um, in Washington, if you know where that is, near Seattle. And I went into that date. I had been on quite a few dates at this point. And was pretty over online dating at this point. I went into that date literally telling myself, this is probably going to fucking suck. So, like, who cares about anything? That's literally <laughs> the mindset I had going into our first date. <laughs> like, I walked into that date without a care in the fucking world of what was about to happen. And it obviously went well. And then it was great conversation. I almost made out with him in the hallway of the bar just to – for fun because I literally was like I don't give a fuck at all about anything but I didn't really glad I didn't pull that move because he probably would have been like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) we like passed each other like going to the bathroom like he was like I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then I was like should I go to the bathroom when he's on his way back and then just like swoop in and make out with him just for fun but I didn't um and then so we I had we had two drinks we each had two drinks and then he asked me if I wanted to get another drink. And I thought about it for a second. And then I agreed to it. 
And that's when he went to the bathroom. And as soon as he went to the bathroom, the bartender came over to me. And this is the funniest part of this whole story. The bartender came over to me and was like, he was really excited that you wanted a third drink. That's literally what the bartender told me. Like, the bartender was rooting for us. It was the cutest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, yeah, we had three drinks. No no food. It was just like a late night type date. Um, And then afterwards I was really afraid he wasn't gonna kiss me I like really like when guys make the first move I don't like to make the first move I will especially after three drinks but (laughs) I didn't want to and we hugged and then he walked away from me and I was like what the fuck and I like turned to my car and then all of a sudden I heard him be like wait wait wait, hold on and I like turned around and then he like grabbed me and kissed me. So I was cute. Like, <gasps> Good. So that was our first date. That's so cute. <laughs> oh god. I I'm just it. glad I didn't royally fuck it up with my mindset that I had. Yeah. So. I mean it might have helped. <laughs> I honestly think it probably did because I was like not nervous. Because I was so much just like, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so great. what about your first date? Um, so my first date with Dustin was at his house. Um, he had been like coming into the tanning salon as a customer for a while, and he also had ran into my twin sister Tiana at the Everett Soccer Arena and thought that she was me. <laughs> So there was like this connection because she called me and was like, I ran into this like person that knows you. And I was like, who did you run into? Because he was like a customer and I didn't really know who he was. And then somehow he like added me on Facebook. I saw that he was going on a trip to Thailand. I like liked a post of his. And then he sent me a Facebook message and was like, hey, I see you saw my post. Like, I'm going to have to come in and see you soon. So that was like the start of the conversation. And through that, he ended up like asking me on a date and he invited me over to his house. I was not like 21 at this point either. I was just 19 and he was going to cook me dinner and then we were going to go bowling. Although we did not end up going bowling because our first date, it was snowing out. And so it was like, I don't know, like we didn't want to drive to the bowling alley, but like I drove to his house, we had dinner We, like, did, like, a little walk around his neighborhood in the snow, like, just, like, cute first date walk. And then we watched a movie, um, which means we just, like, made out. (laughs) You guys can't see this, but she just did air quotes when she said watch a movie. Yeah. um, We almost had sex, but then he, like, did not want to have sex on the first date, which I'm glad that we didn't. yeah, so that was our first date. I mean, it was cute, and then we just, like, decided to hang out again, and yeah, the rest is history. I'm still mind-blown that you did a first date at his house, because that's, like, terrifying to me, not in just a safety reason. Obviously, like, there's that aspect as a woman that you have to worry about, mm-hmm. but, like, just in nerves. I would be so nervous, like, spending a first date in, like, the guy's element or like the yeah. person's like home base like where that's where they're most comfortable you yeah. know what I mean like and that's where I would be the most uncomfortable because yeah. this is a completely new space to me 
I'm also like very intrigued by what people have in their houses. So I feel like I would be distracted the whole time just like looking at like what books does do they have on their bookshelf? Like what movies do they have? Like trying to like get all this like secret intel by what their house looks like. I don't know. Yeah. I would I wouldn't be able to do that. Well, we definitely had some mutual connections because he knew the nail lady at the tanning salon that I worked at. So she was able to like reassure me that he was a nice guy. Um, And yeah, so we had some mutual connections. We had talked for a while online before going on our first date. And I always just thought he was like super charming. And I don't know. I feel like when I was like 19 and dating, I was just like kind of the I don't give a fuck mindset too. Like. You know, like, I don't know why I was comfortable going to his house on the first date. Maybe it's because I was just trying to, like, hook up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but. You're like, wait, was I the one that was just trying to fuck on the first date? <laughs> yeah. So, but it worked um, out. That's That's great. Yeah. I love it. I remember – like when he went to Thailand and he like sent you flowers or something yeah so that was like card kind of part of like how we got together which is like totally the um gifts and like acts of service that totally fucking won me over in the beginning (laughs) because I remember I was like really hesitant to get into another relationship because my last relationship had been so shitty and i hadn't been single for very long, but he was going to Thailand and it was over Valentine's Day and he had flowers delivered to my work. And I just remember being like, oh my God, like this guy is so nice. Like I definitely want to be with him. So yeah, definitely won me over with that gift. I remember when you told me about him getting you flowers and I was like still in the point where I'm like, who is this? Yeah. Like, who is this dude that just sent you flowers all the way while he's in Thailand? Like, what? What is happening? I know. (laughs) I was like, damn, this dude's serious. He won me over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, so our second, Stephen and I's second date, um, we did an escape room. And then we went to this, like, Irish bar that was, like, right around the corner from the escape room. The escape room – This is a funny situation because I don't normally like things like that because I don't want to look dumb in front of – especially in front of, like, someone new. I also obviously, like, have some, like, brain issues where, like, sometimes I'm just dumber than I normally am, you know? Like, sometimes my brain just doesn't like to work properly. And so I was nervous. Like, what – like, where am I going to be at on the day I have to fucking perform in this escape room? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I was, shitting, I was shitting myself about this. So he tells me, okay, I planned this escape room. And the funny part is, is I was like, okay, I've never done an escape room before, before so I'm very nervous. I told him that. It's like, because I don't know what to expect. Like going into something that you've never done before is nerve-wracking in general. And I told him, I was like, I'm fine with this, except I hate anything that has to do with horror. So I really hope it's not like horror-themed. And he was like, I don't, I don't think so. And I was like, okay. Well, it 100% was horror themed. It was fucking terrifying. And he's very lucky that I didn't leave in the middle of it because I was so scared. I gave up like 
with five minutes left. You know, they have like the timer that like counts down. Well, it kept like threatening us and saying something really bad was going to happen when we run out of time. And I was like, I am not fucking in this anymore. I can't concentrate. (laughs) They're about to tell me I'm about to die when this timer goes down. Like this is fucking terrifying. So um, I gave up and I hid in the corner of the dark room. Like with my – like I literally in the corner with my eyes like against the wall. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. And I basically was like a toddler crying in the, the corner. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he just like kept going. <laughs> so the timer goes down. We lose. We didn't make it because I gave up on my team. And um, this fucking person runs in with a fucking chainsaw. Like they do it those like corn mazes yeah. on Halloween. Runs in with a chainsaw at me. And I was like, this is not fucking cool. So anyways, the only reason I even still talked to him after this <laughs> shit out of me was because it was a second date, luckily, and I was trying to be a lot tougher than I actually am in real life. So that fucking sucked. And I now and he's always like, we should do another escape room. And I'm like, I, I can't. Like Second date only. Harry Potter themed escape room is the only thing I am interested in going forward. So if you find a Harry Potter themed one, I'm in. Other than that, I want nothing to do with your escape rooms because that was like traumatizing. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. So and then after that, I we went to the Irish bar and I beat him in pool. That was a good time. I was so proud. Um, beat him in pool. We played some other games like foosball and like darts and stuff. Um, and then at the end of it, he asked me if I wanted to come over to his place. And I I still, like, I have no mutual connections with this guy. Like, I met yeah. him online. I know nothing about this guy or his life. Like, that's a little t- fucking terrifying. And I remember being like, I could get murdered tonight if I do this. Like, but I really want to. But I could also 100% get murdered. And I was just, like, sitting there with this, like, blank stare going over this debate in my head. And he was just like, are you okay? And I was like, I really want to, but I don't know if I can. And he was like <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> so like I debated this for like a good 30 minutes at the bar. And then I finally was like, fuck it. <laughs> I guess I'll just go. I'll die for this. I'll die for this dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Literally, that's the consensus I came to. Um So we went, obviously, back to his place, and we did hook up. But the next morning, we woke up. I stayed the night at his place. We woke up the next morning, and he was like, okay, I'll drive you back to your car. And I remember when we were riding in his car, it it was, like, silent. Like, we weren't really, like, talking a lot, but it felt, like, super comfortable. And, like, that is nerve-wracking. Like, you just hook up with somebody. You don't know what they're thinking, like, about you and all of that. Like, I don't know if this guy's going to call me again now because he just got all the goods. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this was only the second date. Oh, he called again. <laughs> and so, but I just remember being like, wow, like, this ride home is, like, not awkward, even though, like, we're not really talking. And I just remember that was very comforting for me. And then I had recommended a movie to him, and he ended up watching it, like, that next day. And then he texted me telling me he watched the movie that I recommended to him. And then and then, then we kept going from there. So 
Nice. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> what was your guys' second date? Um, you know, I can't I think our second date may have been when we went to Mariners Fan Fest, which so for the baseball team, they have like this annual thing that they do where you can like go out on the field and like walk through the locker rooms and stuff like that. So I think that that may have been our second date was going to that. That sounds fun. Yeah, I was violently hungover. Um, I had oh, like yeah. blacked the fuck out the night before. Um, the first time I've like underage went to a club, like the only time, and I got so fucking. Hammered. Oh no, that wasn't with me, was it? No, that was for oh. some. <laughs> that was with somebody I worked with for their birthday. Me and Tiana went in underage to this club and both got hammered. I more hammered than she. <laughs> like. <laughs> Apparently, I was like violently screaming at her, like, a, like demanding that I sleep in the car. Like, yeah. Um. So our next date <laughs> was that. After that, and then you showed up to Mariners Fan Fest the next day. God, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, he's lucky I didn't cancel. <laughs> uh, I'm lucky I didn't cancel. I guess I should say. Yeah, I feel like you had a big thing for getting violently drunk. The night before having to go to a sports event. I, yeah, I think that that, that was your thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of multiple times where I went to sporting events hungover and they sucked. Mine so thank God getting, I don't drink anymore. Mine was getting really drunk the night before a hair appointment. I did that trend for a while. Wow, that sounds really fun. You um, have to sit there for hours getting your hair done. Yeah, um, until you get your hair washed and they give you that scalp massage and it was like the best fucking thing in the world just for those like 10 minutes of your three-hour hair appointment. You're like in heaven. Other than that, you're wanting to not puke on your hairdresser. Yeah, did that many times. So <sighs> Yeah, hangover suck. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Anyways. God, we're like an hour into this already. Yeah, I know. My leg's falling asleep, and I need to go get my ass ready for work. So. Yeah, so let's get off of here. Thank you guys so much for <laughs> tuning in and listening. Uh, we would love to hear, like, drunk, funny stories from you or, like, new relationship stories. You can send them to us through Instagram, DM, at Social Soul Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well. And please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We really appreciate when you do that. So thank yeah. you guys for tuning in. Thanks for being here. We'll catch you next time. Bye.